all you lovely people in internet land, welcome to Game Life Balance Australia episode 24. And well, it's called Game Life Balance Australia, but this episode is actually taking place in Japan. I am your host, Andrew AC Yoshimura, and I am joined by special guest and the real emperor of Japan, Andrew Elchan Lynch. How did you land that gig? Well, it won't happen until the current emperor resigns next year, so um, just keep that under your hat for now, listeners. So he, uh, were you the cause of his resignation? Because I don't think an emperor has ever done that before, has this he? This podcast is over. <laughs> so uh, Andrew Elchan Lynch, we'll call him Elchan because that's his nickname. Yeah, I love that nickname. You do love that nickname. We can actually even get into how you got that nickname a Let's bit later not. on. Let's not? Okay. Uh, Elchan is my friend uh, who I originally came over to Japan with back in, what year was it? Uh, 2003, I think we decided. Yep, I think we decided this. Our memories are not what they used to be, listeners. Yep. So that's, oh, like 17, no, hang on. <laughs> not, 17 <laughs> not 17 years ago, 14 years ago. Yeah, but that's, we've known each other since 8th grade, grade, right? Yeah, so, 1994, I think. So that would be, yeah, a long time. Maybe. A long time, yeah, over 20 years, over half your life. And we've lived together. That's right, we have. I must have erased that from my memory. <laughs> we lived together twice. In oh, fact, I'm yeah. kind of living together with you now. Yes. Um, so, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Um, well, as AC loves to tell people, I'm from Queensland. I'm from Brisbane. and uh, Queenslander. Yeah, like a s- Queen loser. Anyway, like I said, we've known AC since 8th grade, so pretty long time. I, I live in Japan with my wife. And um, I guess that's pretty much all there is to say, really. Uh, so Elchan is an avid, avid gamer. Oh, yeah, there's that. Yes, I and forgot this is a gaming podcast. This, technically, yeah, it's a lifestyle podcast, but we, we do try and talk about games occasionally. Mm-hmm. So this is an actual numbered episode of Game Life Balance. So we will have our usual format. We'll have featured game, game life talk, and even a quiz, which I've prepared. Obviously, Rob's dead. <coughs> uh not with us today he's not in japan at least no not this time hopefully the contractors have taken care of him now i will be the host forever (laughs) (laughs) i'll be hosting by myself in a small room uh so another thing i should add before we get any further is that the uh recording equipment which we usually use is of course back in australia i didn't want to bring my like uh almost good microphone all the way out because it's actually quite heavy so we are recording on my phone so it's gonna sound a little similar to the uh famicom episode i did so the gaiden episode if you've listened to that but i'll i'll actually have access to editing software this time so i'll try and fix it up a little bit in post Mm -hmm. so our featured game is going to be uh worms worms wmd i think wmd do you want to change your name to homer jr the kids can call you Hoju. Yep, that's right. Weapons of Mass Destruction. Or is it Worms of Mass Destruction? Does it does it stand um, for anything? I don't know. It doesn't actually say in the game as far as I've seen. I mean, of course you'd think Weapons of Mass Destruction, but it's just like Worms of Mass Destruction? Worms, Worms of Mass Destruction sounds a bit funny. I guess both pretty much fit the game. Yeah. So it is by Team 17, who are still a thing, and do nothing but 
Worms games, as far as I can tell. Well, they did that Overcooked game we'd been playing as well. Yeah, Overcooked is a great game. Highly stressful, though. So, yeah, I guess they do do something other than Worms. Yeah, I don't really know. I haven't been following them. I'm sure they've done other things. Yeah, but Worms is usually what they're uh, best remembered for, I Mm. suppose. Yeah. So, uh, there is a single-player campaign in Worms, and there is, uh, of course, the best aspect of Worms, which is the multiplayer aspect. Yeah. Uh, now, I was luckily, fortunately gifted the uh, Worms WMD from your good self. Yes, that's right. And it was a while ago. It was a little while ago, yeah. I haven't played it that much because of Baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's just terrible at the game. I mean, yeah. it's like she's blind or something. <laughs> Give her a few more years. Probably be kicking your ass like Maria does. Yeah, we do. yes. Okay, that is true. She does kick my ass in pretty much all video games ever. And I, I suppose uh, we'll start with the single player. I haven't played the single player um, campaign, but you've played through it a bit. So why don't you tell us a bit about it? pretty basic there's not really much to say about it you've got a series of scenarios where you have to destroy mostly destroy all the opposing team's worms but there's some challenges that you can try and complete to get medals gold medals and silver medals and so on it's just little things like um knock two worms off the stage or um, kill a worm with an airstrike or whatever some of them are pretty difficult um, but it's really not that exciting. I definitely wouldn't buy the game for it. It's, it's all right. How long is it? Like, how long have you been playing it for? I probably only put a couple of hours into it, and I think I did about half of the stages. I remember in some of the earlier Worms campaigns, they had, uh, like, when you played the single-player campaign, they had a lot of restrictions, like you only had three shots of this, or, or you could only use cluster bombs. Is, do they do that same kind of thing here again? I think you're thinking of the training mode or whatever. Um, cha- oh, I forget what it's called, challenges or something, okay. which is like that. But the, the single-player mode is fairly similar to the multiplayer, I guess. How's the AI? Are they... Well, it's not like it used to be where the AI would hit every time with pinpoint accuracy. <laughs> I hated that so that. much. <laughs> and they're actually kind of... They can sometimes kill themselves or kill their own worms, which is it's, it's not, not bad, actually. Okay. It's not really a selling point, though, I'm sure. No. I so Can you set the difficulty? Um, I don't think so. I think it's just each scenario is of a certain difficulty or it gets harder and harder as you play along. So we should say that this is a, a worms ass worms game. Yeah, it's really, really traditional, I guess you'd say. It's got HD graphics. It mm. looks really spiffy. It looks really neat and tidy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it is 2D, like all the other games. You can choose your um, your environment, um, you know, medieval or modern, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of like the forest levels and stuff like that. Yeah, the art's really good, actually. So it's very impressive in that aspect. Um, I suppose, for me, it's always going to be about the multiplayer. And not only that, but it's best is like a hot seat multiplayer. Yeah. So that's what we've been playing. Yeah. Um, now, I think you might be ahead in terms of winning games so far. I don't really keep track of that stuff, but um, I think so. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, there is, however, one important tally I've been keeping. Yes. The prod tally. How many times have we prodded each other? Uh, there has only been one incident of prod so far, and that was me against you. 
Yes, that's only the one time, unfortunately. Yes. I mean, it is... You've you got to kind of keep it in mind, I suppose, because sometimes it's just more fun to, like, use a baseball bat and, you know, knock them the hell off the stage, which I love. But it, it controls like a Worms game. It looks like a Worms game. Most importantly, it feels like a Worms game, and I love that. Yeah. Uh, there's... I think there is DLC, but it's not like, you know, pay $5 to get three extra, uh, you know, sheep or something like that. I don't think it's anything to do with that at the moment. I think the DLC is free. Oh, it's good. Uh, I think. I'm not really sure. Oh, that's good to hear then. Because, you know, I, I really don't want to be going in there paying for like extra weapons and stuff like that. I just want the whole game experience to be in there. Yeah, there's more than enough weapons in the game, that's for sure. It's it's a lot of fun, but there are there are some new elements. It's not just Worms HD. Mm. So there are crafting elements. Yeah, that's right. So how do you craft? Like, what's the procedure? Well, you can break down weapons into crafting components and you can pick up crafting components in crates and then you can craft them into new weapons. And I think some of the weapons can only be gained through crafting, actually. So, yeah. So what kind of weapons can you get? Well, like... You start off with the shotgun and mm-hmm. then you can uh, get like a fire shotgun or uh, a more powerful shotgun or you can get gas grenades. There's three or four options for each weapon, actually. So there's a lot of, of things you can make. Wow. I think you have to pick up the crafting supplies to be able to craft or can you just kind of attach weapons to other weapons or? No, you have to have the supplies to craft. Okay. It takes a turn to craft as well. But it doesn't count as your turn. You can just start it right. and then still do something. And if you're playing online, you can actually craft during the opponent's turns as well, which is pretty cool. That's awesome. Mm. That is um, that is actually really useful. Of course, you can't do that in, in hot seat mode. And there is a problem we found out with hot seat mode. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, there's. Um, it only lets you plug in one controller and you have to pass the controller back and forth. Which is fine, but um, it stops you from crafting on the opponent's turn, which is a bit of a downside. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah, it's it's just such a something that they should have considered. Like, it's such an old ass worms thing to do, where you can only have one person on the keyboard mm. at the same time. I suppose I can kind of see why you can't craft during someone else's turn because there's no real estate left on the screen because, you know, you're doing it. I guess It could be distracting. But, like, just having having to swap the controller back and forth. And and I've already messed up, you know, once or twice when, you know, passing the controller back or over or whatever. Sometimes those seconds count. Hmm. Like, because I think usually the time is at 30. We always set it to 60 seconds because it gives us much more to do. It's fair to say that uh, we're kind of worms experts on. Uh, oh, I wouldn't go that far. On the uh, a fair bit of it. Yeah, sure. I mean, we used to play it just all through the summer. Yeah, there were days when it was just so hot outside that we literally couldn't go outside in Brisbane. Mm. So we just stay inside and play worms all day with the fan on. Yeah, those back in those days, the prod tallies would get pretty high. Yeah, and really, really annoying. <laughs> yeah, because you pretty start heated. you you start something. And you think it's funny the first time, and then they do it to you, and they go, well, now I want revenge. Yeah. And it turns into a thing. And this thing has now been going on for 20-odd years. Yeah. Possibly it's, it's more. So I, I really enjoy uh, the game. We'll, we'll talk about one particular game we played. I think you know the one we're talking about. 
I guess you can handle this then. Um, so basically, we were. I was still learning the new weapons, and there are a couple of new weapons. Uh, and I'm used to playing on a keyboard, but uh, because we were playing on the big TV, uh, the keyboard is not in front of the TV, it's from the front of the computer, and we just patched it through HDMI. So we were pl- passing the, ca- the um, controller back and forth. And one of the new damn weapons is, what's it called? The sentry turret or something? Sentry gun? Or... Yeah. So basically what the sentry gun does is it, um, it's motion detect. It's a motion detector, so it kind of waves itself up and down in front of your worms. Mm. Uh, it won't hurt the wor- the person who places it, yeah. but it will hurt every other worm. Yeah. Um, and the problem is that I had about three guys trapped in a hole yeah. and I couldn't get out. And the problem is that you can destroy the turret, mm. um, but if you move in the slightest, yeah. it will go off yeah. and you lose, basically lose your, you lose your turn and possibly lose your worms. It's, it's powerful, but not like, life ending like worm endingly so AC got pretty salty though. I got pretty damn salty at this one this one time because what happened was it was my own fault. But I number one, I hated the sentry gun. I was going, maybe we should play without that sentry gun. Stupid sentry gun is killing But the the main problem was that every time I tried to take a shot, I either missed or I would accidentally move because the analog stick is sensitive to up, down, left, and right. So mm. if I moved slightly to the left, it would just go off. Yeah. And that happened to me about two or three times. Yeah. And I was just getting saltier and saltier. And I just go, we're going to turn this we- stupid weapon off. Yeah. And you were loving it. Yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, but the ending of that game was the real surprise. Because mm-hmm. my worms were whittled down and whittled down, whittled down. And it was, I think it was fair to say that you were pretty confident. Yeah, I was expecting to win. I only had one worm, but he had a ton of health. And I was down to 16 health. Yeah. And he moved basically like there was a, like a, a ditch right in front of us that goes that, you know, had water in it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, like basically a little valley. Um, and of course, if you fall in water and worms, you die. Uh, he had a clear, what looked to be a clear shot at my worm. Yeah. No way he could possibly miss. And I was like going, well, I gave it a, you know, a good, a good round. Because, you know, even after the, all the sentry gun business, I still managed to, to whittle him down in the end. Mm. Yeah. What we didn't see was like one errant, tiny little pixel right in front of where Andrew was firing the bazooka. Right in front of his face, hit the pixel, blew up, threw his worm into the water. Yeah. I won. Yeah. <laughs> Too small for the naked eye to see that pixel. <laughs> Ridiculous. It was... After what had happened that game, I thought it was just kind of... I mean, you should have won. It was quite an upset. It was a good good laugh. It was, yeah. I mean, if, I, if it was me, I would have been so salty. So salty after what happened that game. But I just... Oh, it was good. It was a good time. Yeah. So, um, I suppose other than pixels uh and uh you can only use one pad is there any other downsides to the game um nothing comes to mind i think the only other problem i have is that you can't set the power to the weapons right that's right yeah we do like to adjust the weapons a little bit 
Uh, I think that was what you could do in Armageddon. Yeah. Which was my... Um, yeah, we used to max out the clusters on the banana bombs and make them into apocalyptic super weapons but um we used to have like we used to turn all of our worms on like mm. eight and then we just have a pretty basic environment for the most part like it was either very cavernous or yeah sometimes back then you could actually um draw your own yeah yeah that's right and sometimes like we would just draw like an empty cavern so we could like ninja rope across it and mm-hmm. and if you don't draw anything then it just puts your little worms on girders yeah so then it becomes like an accuracy sort of fight mm. Uh, but the banana bombs with at full power just decimate the screen and there's no way you can't get friendly fire. It's a good way to bring a, wrap up a game that had been going on for too long. Yeah, that's true, because our games did have a tendency. We used to borrow our way into the ground yeah. and like have like one backup worm or something like that and it would always cheese the other person off. Yeah. Um, so would you recommend this game? Um... um... I mean, it's a pretty traditional Worms game, so if you're not really into the, the series, then it's a bit of a difficult proposition. I mean, it's not expensive. If it was $60, I'd maybe say probably not. But at the price it's at, I think it's a pretty good buy if you're interested in Worms or if you've played the other games in the series. So is it about a $30, $40 game on Steam? Is... I think it's 30 ish yeah. That's not bad. I If you're a Worms fan like i had the one previous to this or the one previously previous to this worms unlimited Mm. and that was one of that's why i'm on steam because like i bought a cd and it was basically just a steam key so i had to download steam and you know it was in terribly small writing on the back and i didn't wasn't a fan of that one like it just i never played it wasn't it added nothing new in fact i think it took things away purposefully um so if you are going to go out and buy a new worms game Sure, I think um, I think this is great. Uh, it's great if you have a lot of friends. It's kind of a party game as well, I guess. I wouldn't be surprised if the purists are still playing Armageddon, to be honest, because um, hardcore Worms fans are a bit like that. But um, yeah, I think it's a it's a good sequel. I think it's a good buy. So, would you? Is this your new favorite Worms game, or are you still going to go back to Armageddon? No, I'd probably stick with this one just because I'm the kind of person who likes to have the newest things and the nicest graphics and things like that. And it's a solid game. Yeah, I'd, I'd say I'd stick with this one. Yeah. Uh, as for me, I'd say it's a it, like I would recommend it, but being a big Worms fan, as you just said, it was on my top five of all time. The original yeah, uh, Armageddon really cool. game. Uh, and I think this would fulfill a modern Worms game for like 90% of people, but I mm. think for me, Armageddon is still probably my favorite Worms game. But uh, if you're in the market, certainly get this, or at least put it on your Steam wish list. Because mm. if it comes on sale for like, you know, 15 bucks, it's a steal at that price. And, you know, you can play this game for years. Yeah. Uh, I. I think the uh, online play in Armageddon is also somewhat lacking. I've heard some complaints about that. So if you're looking to play online, maybe go for the newer one. Uh, I oh, haven't yeah. tried it, but I'm sure it's a bit bit more stable. Yeah, definitely. I think, I mean, Armageddon was around in a time when it didn't, like, online play was certainly a thing, but it, they certainly hadn't locked it down and mastered the way to do it yet. I think it may have been with one of the online gaming services which was around at the time, which is now defunct. I don't know which one it was, a GameSpy or something like that. Oh, right, they hosted the servers. And I think they had to re- redo it when they re-released the game and 
and change it up and I'm not sure how well it works but I've heard complaints that's that's all okay mm. excellent well go out and buy worms well I would go onto your computer and buy worms if you're in the market for a new worms game if not um, try it out with your uh, with your your mum and dad I'm sure they'd love it who is it goons who I had goons I keep calling it Wii U it's like yeah, I went to the big that. Wii U event <laughs> It's not that. It's not. It's not. Damn it! With that kind of praise, <laughs> I just—it's just stuck in my head. So, obviously, uh, last with your news, the Switch uh, details have basically uh, been announced now. Yep. Most of the information is out there. Yep. Uh, so I'm going to guess that if you're listening to this podcast, you know what the Switch is, and you already know most of the details. I think uh, that's highly likely. Yeah, don't come to us for news. That's, that's a bad idea. So in this case, I'll just get your thoughts. What were your thoughts on the... I almost called it the Wii U again, damn it! On the Switch, the Nintendo Switch. Wii U was such a bad name for a console, I just want to say, because, oh my God, that's just the one of the worst decisions Nintendo's made, and that's saying something. Yeah, but I totally agree with that. The Switch... I don't know, as AC knows, I, I do love my handheld systems very, very much. Oh, yeah. So I am interested, and the price is not too bad. Um, the lineup's pretty underwhelming, and there's problems. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm not bowled over, but I'm not not that, not as angry as some parts of the internet are. <laughs> How about yourself? Well, I'm probably going to get one. The, the big news for me... And I'm sure all of those people who have been listening to this podcast know the. Um, I was hoping beyond hope that uh, Nintendo would join the 21st century and make it region free, and they did. Yeah, that's big. To what extent it's region free, I don't know. Like, you know, which eShop are you going to connect to in which country? Like, if you have an American one in Japan, like, which what's going to happen? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. So I think what I'll do is I will most likely get one mm. because it's Nintendo and they always end up with all of Nintendo's consoles. Yeah, I'll probably end up with one at some point as well. Are you going to pre-order? If I can, I, I don't know. I, I need a US one because I have a US account. So we'll see. Yeah, so are you going to... Um, so, okay, so what's your the best thing about it for you so far? Like, It's just the portability, really, just to be able to play a console-quality game on the go. You yeah. Know, that's that's it. What about the worst thing? Like, what's the battery most... Battery life. Battery life? Yeah, I'm yeah. really disappointed about that, but not surprised. But I mean, if you're running a console-style game, it's going to squeeze the battery something fierce, especially with a game like Zelda. Hmm. So I went to the uh, Switch event, uh, which was on Saturday and Sunday, just past in Japan. I think it was on in there was one in Melbourne, there was one in New York. Uh, there's possible. I think there was one in London as well. So there were a few around the world. Mm. Uh, it was great. I didn't even know it was on. Uh, someone, Neither did I, yeah. <laughs> I had a, a friend of mine was in Japan, um, from Australia, from Canberra, in fact. And Jess said, oh, I was thinking of going to this event. And I went, you were, well, you were what? There's a, there's a Switch event? Yeah. Count me in. Uh, it was at uh, Tokyo Big Site, which is like this big upside down pyramid thing uh, in Odaiba, where the Olympics are going to be held. It wasn't as crowded as I thought it was going to be. It was still very busy. Mm. 
when you go in there, um, they give you a booklet, which was pretty interesting. Yeah, I saw the booklet. The booklet was good because not only did it have uh, the, you know, the upcoming games and, and all the information, but it actually had specs, like how much it weighed, how big it was, you know, how big the Joy-Cons are and stuff like that. So I love getting all of that kind of size and weight information. And they had some information about like the graphics card and CPU and stuff like that in there as well. Mm. So I found that that quite interesting. Um, they, you had to get a fast pass just to get into the line to play um, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. And they had about, I'd say, 20 machines set up, possibly more, maybe maybe even 40. Uh, just, you know, each one with a TV and basically there was like a Nintendo minder between each kind of every two. Yeah. Just keeping an eye that, you know, you didn't break the game or you didn't, you know, try and nick off with one of the Joy-Cons or something like that. Yeah. So uh, I didn't get to play that. Uh, Splatoon 2 was so busy I couldn't get near that area. They had a stage. um, They had no playable demo of... Mario Odyssey, mm. Super Mario Odyssey. They just had like a big statue of Mario and like a a hot air balloon. He was in a hot air balloon or something like that. And like they had the trailer playing over and over again. I don't even know when that's out. Is that even out first quarter or is that? No, they reckon it's not a launch game. Yeah. But they reckon summer. Oh, summer. Okay. So second 2017, quarter. I think. Like That seems ambitious to me. It might be delayed. You never know. Mm. But it, they reckon it should be this year. Okay. Even if it's not summer, it should be this year. Um, that's what I remember anyway. The uh, They had the arms, which is like, you know, a lot of people are invoking... Um, punch out. Punch out. Yeah, thank you. Um, but to me, it kind of reminds me of the Virtual Boy game, Telly Roboxer. Yeah, I've never played a Virtual Boy okay. Oh. No, I had never really played a Virtual Boy. So. Yeah, I think you've probably looked through mine or something once, but yeah. that's that's about that's all you really need. Yeah, uh, Teller Boxer, to be fair, is not a bad game. Um, it was one of the few games that took advantage of the triggers on the back of the controller, and uh, and both D pads as well because the Virtual Boy had two D pads. Hmm. Uh, but you know, once again, it was a Virtual Boy game, so you know, had that and its that was essentially its folly. Definitely going to wait and see on that game. I'm not really convinced. Yeah, I'm not sold on that one. I mean, people are saying maybe you should have gone the punch out, but it's good to see that they're at least trying to maybe start up a new franchise of something, but mm. it looks underwhelming to me so far. Mm. Is it one of the games where you have to flail around a lot, or is it... I think so. There's a lot of flailing, um, but there's also... Um, obviously the arms extend and I think the, you know, you can utilize the environment as well. Like it's destructible. So you can like hide behind stuff, you know, okay. maybe, you know, punch a telephone pole out of the way or something like that. Okay. But it, it looked kind of like a one trick pony. It kind of, as well as Telerobox, it kind of reminded me of Stretch Armstrong, that toy with like the big rubbery stretchy arms from the nineties. I don't think I've ever seen one. No, it's it's like a big buff blonde guy with like rubbery arms. Okay. They kind of they shriveled up and kind of look like condoms. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> uh, so the other corner of the event was uh, all the third party games. They had Ultra Street Fighter Two there. Um, you have opinions about that, and none of them are good. I think my opinions are that I don't care. I mean, <laughs> you have Street Fighter Five. 
yeah, I don't, I don't really care about re-releases of really old games. So yeah, sorry, Street Fighter fans. I mean, Street Fighter Two is a good game, but it, you know they have done updates. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's so I don't know. I get why they did it because it's it's just got that um, legacy to it. But man, Capcom are really reaching. Yeah. They can't seem to get Street Fighter Five right. So they go, ah, oh, fuck it. Let's just go back to what works. Street Fighter Two. <laughs> Um, Pio Pio Tetris and a couple of other games were there. Um, the only game I got to play was one, two switch. Hmm. So that, because they had the shortest line, we weren't there at like 9am when it opened. We got there at about one in the afternoon, I think, or 12. So we waited for about 50 minutes, maybe an hour in the line. And then they gave us two, um, tickets and there were six games and we could choose one each. They have like a a milking game. So they're the mini games, basically. And they're the kind of mini games where the screen is secondary because you're meant to be playing just with the Joy-Con. And, you know, you're meant to... If you're playing with another person, which they are encouraging, then you're meant to maintain eye contact with them. Right. And stuff like that. So they had a milking one. They had a ball balancing one, like having a certain amount of balls in there. They had an eating game. They had like a samurai sword catching game. They had a um, uh, they had a quick draw game, uh, and I can't remember what the what the other one was. It kind of escapes me, but it wasn't didn't sound very exciting to me. I mean, it sounds and looks a bit gimmicky. It is, uh, and you know what? I enjoyed myself. I played two games. I played the eating game because there's a sensor at the bottom of the Joy-Con, like an optical sensor, which. Uh, can really tell when your mouth is opening and closing and you're meant to eat like you're meant to chomp through like as many burgers in 10 seconds as you can or five seconds i think it was i got through six mm. i thought i could trick the sensor by going mama, 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 but it actually makes you it kind of you kind of got to do it properly like you're actually eating so they ridiculous. said oh no change it you go nom, 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 and that's when it started working for me and <laughs> And so you can't just go la 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 because it won't work. It'll it'll know that you're not doing it properly, which is, it was weird, but it was fun. Uh, we did the quick draw one, uh, me and Drew. So uh, I won one, he won one. That was fun. Mm. Um, and they got you to dress up in cowboy outfits and stuff. So the hype around it was huge, and I had a lot of fun doing it. But after I came out. It had very much kind of a, a gimmicky Nintendo Land esque or uh, Wii Sports. Just a, just a sec, just a sec. I yep. really liked Nintendo Land. I think that was probably the game that got the most use out of my Wii U. Mm. Like that, um, that Luigi's Ghost House game was fantastic, and the uh, Mario, even the what was it, the one where Mario's trying to escape from the Toads. That was a lot of fun. Mm. And um, I'm not sure if I'd see as much potential in this one, to be honest. Yeah, I think it's... I mean, they're party games and they're they're trying to demonstrate what the system can do where the system itself is almost secondary. Mm. That, you know, you're meant to be playing just with the Joy-Con or especially with another person. Uh, And you're right. I don't... It doesn't have the same potential. To me, it looks like it should be a pack-in. But apparently it's not. Apparently it is like a $60 game. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that seems like a game that's going to head for the bargain bins pretty quickly yeah it's probably where i'll pick it up i think it'll be one of those games that um will be one of the first uh nintendo switch games in 
uh, secondhand stores. Yeah. Like that'll, that'll be like 30 bucks because no one will, you know, you'll, you'll play it a couple of times and your kids will play it. And I think kids will find it fun. Yeah. But, you know, for, for older people, we might play it once and then just go, well, that was a thing that happened. But I just, it does not seem like a full price game. I mean, there mm. might be other. Maybe it won't be full price. Maybe it'll be like $40 or something. Maybe. But I think if they do, because like Japan don't do pack-ins. Um, I know that sounds weird, but for I don't think for any of their Nintendo consoles, they really do pack-ins. Unless you count Mario, Super Mario. Uh, hmm? Super Mario didn't the Famicom no 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 oh, okay the Famicom didn't come with anything actually um, oh, okay. and even the Game Boy over here was not packed in with Tetris Tetris didn't even come out until like a couple of months after the Game Boy was released in Japan hmm. all right so that's the switch uh, I had a fun time it was good but after digesting it a little bit I think it's fair to say that um, you know one two switch as fun as it is is not going to be on my top priority list uh just watching zelda i'm not a big 3d zelda fan Mm. basically because i haven't played many of them but this one looks really good Mm. like i might even be tempted to get it for the wii u Mm. depending on how it plays on that as well or if, if there are any differences right all right and with that i think we'll move along to game life talk and i've been talking a whole lot so mr lynch what did you do over christmas um, well, my parents were here in Japan uh, for three weeks, I think. So I was working a lot of that time, but uh, that sucks. <laughs> well, I've got a newish job, so it was a bit hard to take time off. But um, spend some time with them, and then we all got sick. But um, apart from that, we had a really good time. Well, I think they did. And after that, of course, you you showed up. I ruined everything. Well, yeah. <laughs> I was really sick, so I couldn't really spend much time with the baby like I wanted to with mm. Mei-chan but that's, that's, that's okay there'll be other opportunities yep and coming this week actually they're going to be coming back to Japan yep. sorry to back Tokyo. to Tokyo they're already in Japan and then um, what happened after that I've been hanging out with you and um, wrapping up my university stuff for the semester and um, that's pretty much it yeah so it sounds like you had some fun with your parents and like your parents are always Lots of fun to hang out with. Your dad's always got a story to tell. Yeah. Well, when you've been hearing the stories for 35 years, they lose a bit of charm. But um, <laughs> yeah, they're good people there. Yeah. They are good people. And geez, you, you, try, you try and even pay your share of a meal. Yeah, that's, that's frustrating. It's so impossible. Like we, We've been down to some pretty expensive places with them. And it's like, oh, I can't let him pay for this. This is so damn expensive. He's already paid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's fast. He is fast. He's a fast man. I did have my sister here for a few nights as well, which was really good. Yeah, what would you do with her? Um, well, most of the time it was we were here at nighttime. So she she's a huge fan of the Uncharted series. And she played. She ended up playing through the entirety of Uncharted 4 on my PlayStation 4. Well, all of it? Yeah, start wow. to finish. She probably put in a couple of hours every night she was here. The funny thing is she actually went back to Australia and bought a PlayStation 4 a couple of days after she got back. (laughs) So she's got all of the Uncharted's again on PlayStation 4. And I think she's replaying the first Uncharted for the third or fourth time right now. Wow. 
She's yeah. She sounds obsessed with those games. Yeah, she's she's a huge Uncharted fan. She they are be, great games. They are good. The fourth one especially looked really really good. It is. It's excellent. Yeah. Did she get any other games for it? She had a couple of pack-in games, and I think she's already traded one of them in. She wasn't interested in any of the other pack-ins. She had Uncharted and Drive Club oh, and yeah. something else. Pretty much the Drive Club straight in the trash. I know Rob did. Well, she put she traded it in today. She just told me that she traded it in for a copy of Witcher Three, which is a hell of a hell of a trade in, if you ask me. That's good. She <laughs> said it cost her four dollars for a copy of the new collector's edition of Witcher Three or deluxe edition or whatever. So that's great. That's an excellent, de- excellent trade. Yeah, Kelsey. yeah. I mean, like Drive Club was one of those weird things that was. It was touted as a great driving game, and then it wasn't. And then I think P, uh, then uh, Sony said that it was going to be released for free on PSN or something, and then it wasn't for a long time. I think it is actually a pretty good game nowadays, but I, I, I haven't played it. But um, I've heard that there are, it has its fans, and it has a VR version now as well. Yeah? Yeah, which makes people really sick, apparently. But <laughs> Of course. Have you tried VR? Um, no. I'm not that you, interested. You're not curious? If I got a VR system, I wouldn't get a VR system for an underpowered console. I'd get one for my computer. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. You'd go you'd go the full hog. I don't think I will, to be honest. I mean, it's a lot of money. I'm not sure that I'd get much use out of it. Yeah, like I've tried VR and it's pretty cool, but I, I, I was never like, you need to experience it to see how cool it is. And don't get me wrong, it's awesome. Mm, but that's what I hear. But there's nothing like there's no killer app for it, and I hate using that term. But there's nothing that really, other than trying it once, being incredibly impressed. But there's nothing that would really make me go back time and time again for it. The only thing that I'm really interested in playing with it is driving games and uh, flight sims. But I don't know if I've got the time to spend to play flight sims. Well, not enough time for it to be a worthwhile purchase at what thousand dollars or however much they they cost eight hundred dollars. Yeah, I mean that's just for the headset and all the gear. You know, you you need a powerful enough computer. Yeah, which I also don't really have at the moment. So you'd have to at least update your update your graphics card or something or RAM. Yeah, and that'd be another six hundred dollars probably. Yikes. But a flight sim in VR does sound pretty cool. And you're a bit of a flight sim buff. You've yeah, I do love my flight sims. We, we were playing one before a couple of years ago, the um, A10 Warthog. Yeah, that's part of the DCS Wild Suite, which actually has VR support now. Oh, wow. Mm. It would almost be tempting to try it for that. I mean, it, it's one thing to just crash a plane on the screen. It'd probably be another thing because I always do it on purpose. I usually try and defect to Russia when I <laughs> I play these. Yeah. And but like actually being in the cockpit and seeing everything first hand and then just crashing into the ground must be an entirely frightening experience in VR, I reckon. Well, my cousin Matt has a has an Oculus and he uses it almost exclusively to play DCS. So next time you're in Brisbane you could look him up and Yeah. He'd be happy to give you a tour, I'm sure. Yeah, we should all do that actually. Mm-hmm. Because if I go to Brisbane, the chances are I'll be visiting you yeah. when you go home. Yeah. We should all give it a go. But you've got like the proper flight sticks and everything and the Yeah, Matt's got throttle. a set of those now too, actually. Nice. Yeah, they've actually come down in price a bit since I bought them. Yeah. How much did you pay, if you don't mind? 
about seven hundred dollars for the set. Wow! I think you can get them for four or five hundred now US, which is really reasonable. To be fair though, these look great and they feel great and they feel and look very authentic. They're real, yeah. They're really, really authentic. They look the the amount of switches on there. Like I've tried to play some of the games and it, yeah, yeah, funny, funny deaths. But like we actually tried to do one where we did pre-flight and we actually had a list of things to do. We actually like. Flip this switch, and I think I was reading out the pre-flight to you, and then I think we f- we fucked something up. Yeah, and we, we like accidentally rolled off the runway. Yeah, we got stuck in the mud, <laughs> and then we just went, ah, oh, fuck that. We'll just like start in the air. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. So, what's going on in your life then? Uh, you know, I've been in Japan for over a month now. Uh, I'm very fortunate that I can take that amount of time off. I've been, um, I I've spent the first three weeks in Guma. With my wife and my beautiful daughter, May, we kind of, it was nowhere near as boring as I thought it was going to be because Goomer is rural. Mm. But we ended up um, just kind of, I, I got my international driver's license. So I was driving around lots. Mm-hmm. I had access to a car all the time. Yeah. Um, so we drove to all these secondhand shops and we went to all these restaurants and we caught up with Maria's relatives. And I love Maria's relatives. Mm. They're all lovely, lovely people. Uh, and we went around to her house. Um, I stayed in an apartment because I can't stay in the, in the house on the farm because I'm horribly allergic to cats. Mm. Uh, but they cleaned out like a room for me and didn't let the cat in. So I could actually go over there and have dinner without dying. Yeah. But every time that happened, it was just me and Maria's like uh, grandpa, Zensaku, who's almost 90. He's got to be like he's between 85 and 90, I think. Um, he's had like a 60 year wedding anniversary as well. It's impressive. And yeah, he and I just like sake all the time. Just like just got drunk off our asses on sake. <laughs> Much to the chagrin of... Uh, of my mother-in-law who cannot drink at all. Yeah. Cause like even the smell of alcohol, um, you know, makes her go red in the face <laughs> and my wife who can't drink at the moment because she's breastfeeding. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it was fun. It was good. Um, it was really good to catch up with everyone over there, especially after the tragic events of, um, my father-in-law's passing early this year. Yeah. So it was good to see that everyone was, was doing okay. Uh, and then I came to Tokyo and, yeah, I've just been, as Elchan said, I've, we've just been kind of hanging out together. Uh, I've been going around to hard-offs and retro game shopping and stuff like that, which is my version of relaxing, it sounds oddly enough. But I just kind of like sitting down with a whole bunch of games and slowly, methodically going through them. You mm. know, it's like, oh, bad, 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 good, have, 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 you know. Because I have a lot of those games already. And the retro scene in Japan is not what it once was mm. because people have figured out now that you can make a lot of money. In Japan, those games don't make a lot of money because people just aren't interested. There are retro collectors here, uh, but now what people are doing is buying up all the best games and selling them on eBay mm. because they make more money that way. There are people who actually make a living from going to these secondhand places and then reselling consoles and um, and games. Not a bad living if you can pull it off, I guess. Yeah. I think people like me, I think it's part envy that I can't do that because it sounds fun. But it's also like they're, they're really stripping the, you know, all the good deals away from everything here. So yeah, before yeah. you'd have a whole bin full of Famicom games for like 100 or 200 yen, one or two dollars, 
and you would you, you would find some good platformers you'd find you know there's a lot of junk in there but in between that junk you would actually find some good games yeah. but now they're nothing but mahjong titles and baseball titles uh, that's that's a shame yeah so i've been concentrating on growing my satin collection this time um i'll go through all my pickups when i get back to australia i'll make a video on them but i've got two big boxes which i'm going to send back mm. i also got like a a, a dreamcast hoodie <laughs> which is pretty cool yeah yeah and um i did get a console which i really shouldn't have got but i'm kind of glad i did i got a neo geo yeah aes yeah i'd have one of those that's for sure it's i know there and everyone goes oh my god you're an idiot because it's so expensive to collect for i know that yeah, I actually, that's the big problem. Yeah, I actually have a couple of games. One of which is my one of my favorite is which is Samurai Showdown, mm. which I love that game, mm. um, just because I played it a lot uh, as a kid in the arcades. Yeah, uh, and this came with a memory card and two stick controllers, and it was a a, a decent price. It was about uh, twenty five thousand yen, so a little bit over two hundred and fifty dollars in australian currency i guess you realize you could have almost bought a switch for that money i probably could have yeah you're right now i feel like an idiot <laughs> actually in i think it's going to be like 200 dollars more expensive in australia yeah, because yeah, of a yeah, stupid australian price yeah um but at one stage probably what i'll do is i know it's expensive to collect for them mm. but what i'll probably do in this case is just buy i think they're making a multi-cart or one with a flash card in it and it's going to be like 300 dollars, crazy expensive but after you buy that, you just stick it in there and you have all of uh, the Neo Geo games. Yeah, I'd love a Neo Geo, but all of the games that I really like for it are ridiculously expensive. So, And you're not really a retro gamer, it's fair to not say. Not at all. Not no, at all. and that's like, that is your one system that you would get. Yeah. And the funny thing is that I have an arcade machine, a MAME arcade machine at home, mm. but the, the uh, SNK games are the ones that are not emulated well mm. because of the sound channels and there's a lot of graphical glitches and stuff. Right. On, on, on this version, it wasn't very well emulated. Yeah. So what, what have, we've been playing quite a few games. I've uh, been getting yeah, a, few. a lot of gaming in, well, a lot more than I usually get in, which has been really, really cool. What have we been playing? We played Worms and we played Overcooked. Yep, both... Um, Two, two really good games. Overcooked is great with three people. We played it with another guy yesterday, Matthew. Yeah. Played some Bro Force with him too, which yeah. is always a good laugh. I love that. This is what it was one of those few games that I'm actually better than you at. And that's yeah, a lot better. very rare that I'm actually better than you at a game. I'm a total liability at Bro Force. <laughs> Every time Terrible. he bought you back, you go, oh no, I'm back. <laughs> but it's so much fun. I do love playing that it game. It is a good game. It's just, you can really just sit down and play. And with three people, it's possibly harder. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Because the environment is so destructible that you, 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 you run out of places to stand. Yeah. <laughs> um, we also played through another game, Death Smile. Oh, yeah. We played a bit of Death Smiles. Uh, I think, did we get all the way through that? I think we did finish it, but we, we spent a ton of credits to finish it. <laughs> so explain what kind of game that is. Well, it's uh, a shmup, I guess you'd say, a bullet hell, bullet hell game, side-scrolling bullet hell game as opposed to a vertically scrolling one. But uh, it's quite a popular game in the uh, bullet hell kind of genre, I guess you'd say. Um, it's really, it's a, it's a good game. 
Yeah. Was it released on? It was released on something else first, wasn't it? Yeah, it was an arcade game originally, but it's available on other systems. It's, get it on your iPhone. It's a really good iPhone game, actually. Oh wow! I had a lot of fun playing it. It is a good bullet hell game, but we did use a lot of credits, and I think you're meant to get to the to get to the actual last boss. You need to, and it's very anime esque as well, isn't oh, it? Oh yeah, it's really really anime. Um, I think you, to get to the last boss, I think you need to do it without continuing once or something. Is that right? Yeah, I believe that's the case. Have yeah. you ever done that? No. Oh, wait. I have done it on, on iPhone, but um, I've never done it on the proper versions. The iPhone version is a little bit easier. Okay. Is it always shooting? Is that how it works? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right, yeah. Oh, I had a lot of fun with that game, actually. Um, I've also been playing, just by myself, um, Mr. Driller. It's a good game. It's a great game. But what happened was I bought the uh, game because I bought my uh, Game Boy SP with me. And so I found that for like 100 yen and played it and loved it. And then my my wife uh, discovered it. Mm. And then I, she just took over the Game Boy. I didn't get it back for days until she finished the game. Yeah. So she ended up finishing Mr. Driller. So I had to go out and get Mr. Driller 2 and then Mr. Driller for PS1. <laughs> I used to be pretty good at that game back in the day. It's a great little action puzzle game where you just got to drill down. It's kind of like drilling through Tetris blocks in yeah. a way. Yeah. They disappear and then rocks can fall on you. So there's like a boulder dash kind of um, platforming element there to it as well, which is pretty fun. Mm. Um, I've also, of course, been playing the Famicom Mini. Yeah. I love that thing. The controllers are tiny, but... It's almost impossible to get here in Tokyo as well. Hmm. Um, I got it from a place for 300 yen extra, but there are places, um, unscrupulous places, that have been selling it for like over uh, 10,000 yen. Hmm. And it's only meant to be sold at like 6,000 yen. So, right. so yeah, it's, it's got that kind of resale douchebaggery about it here as well. But, you know, if people are pretty patient here, so if they really want one, they'll probably just wait for Nintendo to pull the finger out and start, actually start uh, producing more yep. and shipping them out. Now, there is one other thing that we've been doing, and that is Salty's Dream Casino. <laughs> yeah. So do you want it's to? Been fun. Can can you explain what that is? Because I the first time you said that, I thought you'd had an aneurysm. Yeah. Um, it takes a bit of explaining, so you'll have to bear with me. But um, there's this thing called you're right. There's this thing called Mugen, which is a a kind of open fighting game engine. And it's open source, isn't it? I don't know if it is open source, but it's okay. it's fan made. And it simulates fighting games from the 90s, late 90s and early 2000s. And um, basically you can download characters that people have made and put them in there and fight them against each other. Um, but what you actually do is you download a ton of illegally ripped uh, characters <laughs> from literally every fighting game you can possibly imagine there's characters from it. Yeah, all 2D. They're all the 2D fighting characters. 2D fighting games, yeah. SNK and Capcom games mostly. Yeah. And um, basically this guy named called Salty came up with the frankly brilliant idea of creating a gambling site based around this, this system. So he's, he's downloaded thousands and thousands of characters. and We're talking literal thousands here. It's ridiculous. Like there's like, think about Chun-Li. It's like every version of Chun-Li from or like every 
like Street Fighter Two, as you know, Marvel uh, versus Capcom, like all the alphas, everything. Yeah, all, all basically all the incarnations, and then think about that of all the characters in every two D fighter, and then think the fact that people have made their own. Yeah. And that's where the, the true hilarity of it comes in when you've got when you've got a mutant Hello Kitty fighting up against a disembodied head of Bill Cosby. It's <laughs> it's it's spectacular. And, and the, these play against each other automatically. So there's an AI controlling both of them. Yeah. And you place bets on which one you think will win. And there's like a chat program and it's on it's on Twitch. Yeah, it's all run through Twitch. Uh, salty bets, I think it's called. Yeah, so you get it's all free. You don't have to pay any money, but you so it's not real gambling. You're not actually no. gambling any real money, right? They give you four hundred dollars, I think, four hundred salty bucks when you sign up, and you just you just bet on who you think's going to win each each match. It's 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 good fun. Yeah, so we we saw some like uh, there's a lot of like I think there was waifu wars. Like there was a lot of anime female jiggly. Yeah. Uh, characters who were fighting and like there's a whole bunch of rules like always bet on the wife or, yeah. or always bet on the waifu or, no, never bet dragon ball yeah never bet dragon ball z characters because they all suck apparently yeah. uh, and you you just get these weird characters like of people who are making fun of their friends like got a sprite of their friends like kicking or something like that and, and you know like made their head twice the size and it's weird because sometimes those characters are, are vastly OP. Yeah. Like, and, and, they'll, and they'll just like kill everything on the screen. They'll get the crap beaten out of them and then they're almost dead. Their, um, their, meter, their um, hype meter fills out and then they just destroy everything. Yeah, there's some ridiculous characters. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's quite a laugh. Uh, the only problem for us is that we had to play it on two separate devices. Yeah, there's some, a bit of technical trouble. And Twitch is a pain as well because it's hard to get the devices to sync up to the gambling system. Like if Twitch is five seconds ahead or five seconds behind the gambling, then by the time the bet can be placed, the, the match has already started and it's it's a bit of a pain. Yeah, we had to sync ours up. It was a bit of difficulty for us to th- sync ours, but after we got it running a couple of times, um, we just were betting on just the, the craziest shit ever. Yeah. And it's such an irreverent thing, but it's also kind of relaxing because you don't do anything you're just kind of watching two fighters go at it you've got a stake in it because you're betting but you've got no real stake because it's not real money yeah and it's good background noise as well if you're doing something else if you're cleaning your house you can just leave it running but people are pretty serious about it yeah of course it's the internet i think those people have gambling problems (laughs) what happens when you get down to like zero money or something like if you actually lose all your money then you're in the salt mines. <laughs> you have to mine your way back up from the salt mines. We, we never figured out what that entails, though. I think you only get like a couple of bucks. They throw a couple of bucks until you can actually get out there a little bit. Yeah. Uh, that way you won't have to create a new account. I think you and me versus each other were kind of even. I was winning for a long time. But then the, like, the last bet we placed was like, oh, just bet 100 on this one and totally lost. Yeah. <laughs> totally lost real bad. Yeah. But it's a lot of fun. I, 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 yeah, it's just good with a friend. If you're doing something else, just throw it up on the television and, you know, throw a couple of salty bucks at them. Yeah. And with that, I think we should have a quiz. Oh, I wish I wish I hadn't killed that fish. Now, because I'm in Japan at the moment, 
I thought uh, of doing a quiz about really weird Japanese consoles.、Mm-hmm. So, you know, we all know the famous ones the Seegers, the Nintendos, the Sonys, but there are some like really weird esoteric consoles that have been released to varying degrees of success, mostly unsuccessful.、Mm-hmm. Now, the thing here is that these are on my phone. We are also recording on my phone. <laughs> so, I'm going to actually have to ask you to close your eyes. And yet, still be speaking generally into the microphone. I can do that. Okay. All right. So, this is true or false.、Mm-hmm. Was it a console? Number one, the Casio Loopy. False. True. Oh, damn it. <laughs> so, I'll, I'll tally up. That's one for me. Casio Loopy was.、Uh, A really weird console, that,、uh, a 90s console. Not too many games came out for it, though, of course. How did they spell Loopy? L O O P Y. Really? Yep. Okay. All right. Okay, number two、um, the Fujitsu FM Towns Marty. No, false. True. <laughs> God damn it. I'm not good at this. The Fujitsu FM Towns Marty actually had like a, a CD port as well. What the hell does that name even mean? I don't know, but it was such a. I've seen one in the wild before. And they're weird consoles. Like, people will go out of their way to buy one, even though there's like no great games on it, just to say that they've got the FM Towns Marty. All right, next one. Now, now I should actually say that all of the ones, I've made some of these up, obviously,、right. but they all sound like totally ridiculous.、Okay. So basically, you've either heard of them or you're guessing.、Mm. All right, next one. Uh, the Fujifilm Print Club Go Go. That could be true. True. False. I made that one up. God damn it. That was like, that was like early on in, in the time I thought that was plausible. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Next one, number four.、Uh, the Bandai Pladia. True. That is true, yes. The Bandai Pladia was a.、Um, once again, a. Console from the mid 90s, CD based, that was aimed at younger women or girls, basically. Younger women. I say younger women. It was all aimed at girls. So they had like a lot of、uh, Sailor Moon games and stuff like that on it.、Right. Good. That's one to you. Next one. You'll get this one. The Apple Pippin. That's true. That is true, yeah. So everyone goes, why won't Apple make their own console? They already fucking did. And it was a disgrace. <laughs> They learned their lesson. They really, really did. I don't think, I think like Doom or like some, a couple of、um, 3D shooters came out on it or something, but it did not play well. It did not load well. It was a failure. I think that's the only non Japanese one on this list as well.、Mm. But it was co produced or co made with Bandai, I think. Okay.、Right. So, very well. Okay, three to me, two to you. Next one. The Namco Treasure Hearts TV. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm going to say false. It is false. You're right. I made that one up. Okay. This Treasure Hearts TV sounds like such a Namco thing. Yeah, that sounds plausible. Okay, three all. You're doing better.、Mm-hmm. All right, the Yamaha 6 in 1 Men's O Vision. No, that's false. Damn it. <laughs> Menzo Vision. <laughs> well, it's a Japanese console. Like, you know, some of them, like, FM Towns Marty is true. Why wouldn't Menzo Vision be true? Okay. It doesn't sound Japanese enough. Yeah, okay. You got me there. All right, this next one The Canon Fantasy Wonder. 
True. False. Uh, I totally made that one up. You know, it was funny because when I was making this quiz, I knew which ones were already true. I had about, um, you know, I had the ones that I wanted to put on the list. And for the rest of them, I was like walking around your house looking for like Japanese brands. Like, what's a famous Japanese brand I could totally just like stick the word fantasy and wonder? Ah, oh, Canon. That'll do. Okay, next. It's, uh, it's for all. The uh, Toshiba Play King Selection Twins. <laughs> no idea. Uh, true. False. Damn it. Oh. Oh. That's nice nonsensical string of words for yeah, the Japanese the Toshiba company. Play King Selection Twins. There was the Sharp Twin Famicom, but that's, I think that's the only one I know with twin in it. All right. Number Wasn't there a Wonder Twin, something called a Wonder Twin? There's a Wonder Swan. Wonder Swan. Wonder Swan is a Bandai handheld game, actually. I have a couple of those. They're good. It was made by the same guy who did the Game Boy. Okay. Kunpei McCoy. So, uh, last one, number 10. You can even up the score here. Are you ready? <laughs> yes. The Epoch Super Lady Cassette Vision. See, I immediately want to say false to that, but it seems like it's a trick question, so I'll say true. Damn it. Yeah. Yes, you got it. You got it. Okay, yes. The uh, Epoch Super Lady Cassette Vision is actually a version of the Cassette Vision. It did not actually play cassettes. Like, uh, of course it didn't. Like Why a would Commodore it? 64 or something. They were cartridges. I had never seen one until about three or four days ago after I made this quiz. Like I, because I was looking up stupid things online to put into this quiz and I actually saw some cartridges for the... Um, the cassette vision, but they called it the Super Lady Cassette Vision because they thought more ladies would totally buy a console with the word lady in it. Ladies are not that stupid. No, sorry. Exactly. <laughs> sorry, Epoch, whoever you are. Yep, and they failed. That was not a great console, of course. So, five all. Even the score there, very good. Mm -hmm. Now, the last questions I'll ask you for today this is Game Life Balance. So my question is, how well do you balance your games and your life? Um, it's a difficult question. Pretty well, I'd say. I think I do all right. I get quite a lot of game time in, um, especially because a lot of the games that I play are quite time consuming. And I also have two jobs and study as well. So I, I think I do all right. Um, yeah. I think it's phenomenal the amount of games you manage to play. Because I, oh, I'm going to work. I've got to take care of my baby. You work and study and be a good husband. And you somehow manage to like fit in all of these games. Like You love games like Dwarf Fortress and like um, very strategically minded games. I think it's also because my wife is very understanding that she, when I come home from work, she she likes to watch TV and I like to play games and... She understands that that's fine, that we don't do everything together when we come home from work. We have dinner together and we have a chat. She watches some TV and I play some games and we're both happy. That's good. It works out well. That's really good, yeah. That's but, the perfect marriage, really, isn't it? <laughs> having said that, I do buy too many games. So I have a lot of games that I haven't played or I haven't played enough. Or... So what's your Steam library like? It's it's insane. I think I bought seven or eight games in the last Steam sale alone. We've played some of those, though, to be fair. Yeah, I know, but I always end up going back to 
Europa Universalis or um, Dwarf Fortress, Dwarf Fortress, or things like that that I've played hundreds of hours of, mm. rather than playing the new games because they just aren't as good. Yeah, fair enough. That's fine. I don't have a kid yet, so I don't have to worry about spending too much money on things at this point. Yeah, that's you. You really should enjoy it while you can. Like, I mean, to be fair, like I'm enjoying it while I can, and I, I bought a lot of games this trip. I bought so many damn games. Mm-hmm. I have to talk about all those a bit later on, uh, but I think that this episode is up. Thank you incredibly very much, Andrew L. Charm Lynch. It's been a lot of fun. Yep. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's been uh, I've had a really good time doing this with you. Actually, I wish we'd done it sooner, and then we could have get like another like Gaiden episode in. But I think I think I can only squeeze one out of you this this trip. Yeah, I don't know much about podcasting, so sorry if I'm boring. Or no, anything. no, no, not at all. I think I think this was actually quite educational, even for me. So I think was last of all, what are we going to do tonight? Like after the, we've recorded the podcast now. What are we going to... I'm pretty sure you have to edit this podcast because, Rob, um, we're doing this like the day before it's due, just a heads <laughs> Ixnay, up. Ixnay on the totally last minute so AC is going to have to do this really quickly, which means he's going to take over my computer. So I don't know. Maybe I'll play some Final Fantasy while he does that. That's a good idea. And have a chat and watch some Simpsons. Yeah, Simpsons are definitely one of our favorite things that we do together. Mm-hmm. Like, even though we both love video games... We're so different in that aspect. Yeah. Like, I'm a retro gamer through and through. Uh, and, and you know, I love the historical and the hardware aspect. Where you just like playing games and you love playing modern games and anything else that's, that's new and might tickle your fancy. I'll play a game that's in ASCII as long as it was made in the last 10 years. <laughs> it's such a, that's such a like, dichotomy for my brain. It's like, ah, but it's like, but there are so many. Nah, fair enough, fair enough. So we'll, um, I think we should do some salties tonight as well. Okay. I feel like doing some salties after talking about it like that. Um, and I should read the copy. Oh, no, actually, before that, I was going to, I was actually going to say this. So The Simpsons is one of our, like, joint things that we really love. Mm. So we'll, we'll always throw on The Simpsons. We both love Rick and Morty and we both love South Park. But The Simpsons is this one thing that every time we get together, we always just throw as many episodes as we can. Mm. And we always pick, like, one quote. Usually because we can't stop quoting it. Yeah, yeah usually. <laughs> uh, I think some of our past ones were uh, the Mac. Uh, back then, I was known as the Fifth Beatle. Sure, you were, Apu. Uh, and uh, 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 what's the the Lord Thistlewick Flanders? Uh, googly oogly. <laughs> and our, it used to drive our parents nuts because we would be just communicating in basically like this one Simpsons quote. They'd be going, oh God, I hate that show so much. Yeah. And what is our quote this time? Um, it was, uh, no, no, that's German. It says, the but, the. Oh, no, in German could possibly be that. <laughs> As I love that episode so much. Like that I think was we would, an excellent episode. Uh, I think we were doing something else at the time, and I had to stop what we were doing. Yeah, I think we were actually playing Worms at I the think time. We were playing Worms. Yeah, we actually had to stop to to actually watch. You are not a multitasker, that's for sure. I am not, and you are. It's amazing how many different things you can do at the same time. Yeah, my wife makes fun of me for that. <laughs> she makes fun of you for being really good at multitasking. Yeah. Okay. How many screens do you need? She says. I have seen you literally. Listening to music, playing a game, and a board game at the same time. Really? Yeah, I've seen you do that. And I was like, how do you do that? And you're going, oh, I'm just kind of doing it. 
I will say that I have been known to play games on my DS while a game on my PC is loading. <laughs> Just can't get enough gaming in. And you're like wasting time. That's true. I mean, you're a big board game aficionado as well. You have like load-bearing pillars of board games in this house. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of them are single player, which I find interesting, like mm. single player only board games. Yeah. Well, it's hard to get people together to play board games when you're an adult, so it's it's good to have some games you can play by yourself. Yeah, I love playing board games, but I just it's it is difficult, especially now. Like um I think the only game we got to play was the one I'm resting my phone on, which was Millennium Blades. Yeah, we didn't get very far. We did not. And Social nobody was taking it seriously either. Well, I was. <laughs> you were. Because it took so long to set up. And yeah. like everyone else was kind of being a bit dickish that day. No, it was just people that wanted to socialize. That's fine. Yeah. It was, it was, I, by the time I saw what was going on and kind of got the hang of it, I, and you know, learned how to be a dick because I'm often the dick in these games. Yeah. I was kind of enjoying myself. Anyway, I should probably, I should probably end this podcast. I will read the copy. We hope you've enjoyed listening to Game Life Balance Australia, the Australian edition of the Game Life Balance podcast, despite the fact that this one was actually recorded in Japan and was mostly about Japanese themes. You can visit us on the web at GameLifeBalanceAustralia.com, where you'll find links to our podcast fees, video content, blog posts, and links to our sister show in the US. And they're doing quite well at the moment as well. Everyone loves the US, guys. You can follow us on Twitter. Rob is at Reboarded. AC is at ProdTally. Uh, Mr. Lynch here doesn't really use Twitter. He does have a Twitter account, but never uses it. So if you want, if you want to say anything to him, uh, just tell me on Twitter and I'll pass it through to him. Yeah. And I, I promise I will not lie and change everything unless it's about how bad I was okay. and how much I was talking. No, I'll tell him anyway. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a nice rating on iTunes, go to iTunes because it helps. It really does help. Like when you give us five stars and say, oh my God, this is the best show ever. Like it actually boosts us and then more people see it. And tell your friends too, you know, by carrier pigeon knifing, <laughs> written on the blade of the knife. And don't forget to buy a copy of the official book of Game Life Balance Australia, The Assassins, a radical sect in Islam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we got that. We got that one mention in what about that tattoo on your chest doesn't it say die bot die no that's german for the bot the oh. <laughs> no one who speaks german could be an evil man